0: My, oh my, oh my! Kevin Durant went down last night, and we need to discuss what will this impact in this series, and how will impact his free agency. Plus, uh, yeah, the Warriors did force a Game Six yesterday. I know it's kind of gone under the radar, but they did do that. We need to react to that. And plus, the Lakers and Knicks, Anthony Davis's preferred destination. Plus, the Knicks at three. It all starts now sports podcast i'm your host nick friend here on a tuesday it is very very good to be back and what a better day to come back on Maybe, uh, did this, and let us start with that game last night, three minutes on the clock, the Warriors beating the Raptors, forcing a game six, and, um, my thing to NBA fans is, did y'all really expect anything else from that game? Did you really expect anything else? Did you really expect the Toronto Raptors to actually show up most when it counted the most? (laughs) They were little baby scared T-Rexes out there. I was looking for one of these T-Rexes to actually show up. Somebody other than Kawhi Leonard to show they have the gonads to step up. The unmitigated gaw. The fortitude to show up in a spot like that. But they didn't. They didn't. And people ask, why would Kawhi leave an NBA Finals, at least if not NBA Championship team in the Toronto Raptors? You want to know why he might leave? It's that last night. Once you remove Kawhi from this situation, it's the same old Toronto Raptors. And last night, he got them there. Kawhi got you there, Toronto. Ten straight points. Domination. And all he asked of the rest of his team was for somebody somebody to score one single basket literally final score 106 to 105 he needed somebody else to score one single basket down the stretch and not a single person showed up not Pascal Siakam who was a ghost over the final quarter not Kyle Lowry who again actually decent game overall but didn't show up in a clutch time and allowed the Warriors to go on a 92 run over the final 305. And there you go. Game six back in Oracle. And the Warriors do deserve credit, folks. Like the Warriors' fortitude to have Kevin Durant come back, have that emotional high, then have the emotional low when you saw it on the players' faces when Kevin Durant went down, and to still come back and to still win that game, it just shows, folks, if the world flooded, it wouldn't matter to a duck, would it? And to Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, it's like, hey, KD went down, and we're going to remind people yet again, because people still need to remind her, that we are Steph freaking Curry and Klay Thompson, and we can take over a game at any point we want. And that's what they did last night. Steph or Clay scored or assisted on 77 of the Warriors' 106 points. And now I'll say this. Things just got interesting. Boy, did they get interesting. Because now we need to start talking about Toronto's mentality and where their heads are at. Uh-oh, you're going back to a game six, by the way. The last game the Warriors will ever play in that stadium. And then, oh my goodness, if the Warriors win that one, then you go back to Toronto to a game seven. and Very quickly, the weak dinosaurs and baby dinosaurs up north could find themselves spiraling backwards really quickly despite the Kevin Durant injury. Now, what I do want to get to is that Kevin Durant injury. And listen, that injury is obviously huge. I literally go from picking Golden State in the rest of this series to picking Toronto to still win it. That is, that is how massive that injury is, and everybody knows that. What I don't know if people know is folks, or <laughs> they should know, they just don't want to admit, is that Golden State wouldn't have won without Kevin Durant these past two years, and I think they need him this year. And quite frankly, it's depressing as a basketball fan I even saw Drake, allegedly a Toronto fan, reacting to it the same way. It is depressing as a basketball fan, no matter who you are rooting for, to see certainly a top five, some would argue the best player in the world, regardless, go down with an injury like that. It appeared to be an Achilles. We'll probably find out later today. Maybe you even know by the time you're listening to this podcast. Because I'm recording this at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, so it might have been already released, but... The bottom line is it's one of the most depressing moments I've had in a sports realm ever. Ever. You're looking forward to KD versus to Toronto Raptors. Will the Toronto Raptors go back to the usual selves? Or will KD be able to take over a game and become one of the only teams to come back from 3-1? And instead, that could still happen, but there's no KD. And for KD, this was his potential statement moment. That's what this was. It was his potential statement moment to say I, Kevin Durant, not only won three championships with the Golden State Warriors if he won this one, not only did I win them in a 3 P, I came back and helped my team come back from a 3-1 deficit. That was going to be his potential statement moment. But it no longer exists. And quite frankly, what I've overlooked for far too long already here is the Raptors fans who cheered. You are... Pigs. Pigs. And I do not say that lightly. I don't take it lightly lightly when I say that. But you are pigs. Pigs. Those who dig a hole for others will fall in it themselves. Eventually. And that's what happened in that game last night. Your team did it for you. How any neutral fan can want Toronto to win at this point with what a majority, not even a few, go back and watch the damn video, Toronto, a majority of your fans who were in that building last night got up and cheered. Another person falling down and getting clearly injured is disgusting. It disgusts me. It is everything that is wrong with sports. It has me lose so much respect for the Toronto Raptor fan base. It makes me, who has literally no rooting interest in the NBA, want the Golden State Warriors, and I will fully put this out there, I now fully want the Golden State Warriors to absolutely kick the ass out of the Toronto Raptors, whatever that means, and we'll see. The bottom line is, though, and we're going to touch on this more tomorrow, and in, well, literally 10 seconds here, this creates a seismic shift in the NBA. Okay, two and a half minutes on the clock for how this impacts his free agency. Because obviously he's about to be a free agent if he wants to, and um, it would be huge if this appears what it is, which is an Achilles tear. It it would be huge. We're talking about Kyrie Irving's decision, him potentially wanting to pair up with KD on the Brooklyn Nets, or somewhere maybe the LA Clippers has been thrown out. Gone. Gone. That's out the window, potentially, impacting his decision. What about Kawhi? Will this somehow impact his decision? Maybe because of this now the Toronto Raptors win this NBA Finals. Is he really going to leave an NBA championship team? It impacts everybody else, and it also impacts Kevin Durant, obviously. And listen, I'm not going to say some team want to give him the max contract still. Because that'd be ludicrous for me to say some team would give him the max. If not most still. And others are going to say, how dare you even question Kevin Durant? But I am going to question a 30 going on 31 year old potentially coming off an ACL tear who you're going to pay $200 million. I would question that if that's indeed the situation. And what I'll also remind people is this. He could opt in to the last year of his deal which is worse, worth $31.5 million with the Golden State Warriors. He can opt into that. That at this point might be his best option, and then does that lead him to resign because of the potential loyalty factor there? I don't know. I also will say a quick sorry for New York Knicks fans because I think this significantly hurts your chances to get him, so I am sending out a sincere apology letter to you. And what it certainly does, and I get the media gets blamed for using cliches too much and overblowing things, but I say this seriously, it changes the landscape for the next decade of the NBA. And that's not overblowing things, not that's not putting things out of proportion, that is the reality of the situation. It has changed the landscape for the next decade of the NBA. Alright, speaking of uh, NBA changing moves, let's get to Anthony Davis, who according to The Athletic, Anthony Davis's two long-term destinations, in quotes, are the LA Lakers and the New York Knicks, meaning those are the two teams you would actually consider signing long-term with. Listen, if this is true, which I believe it is, I am starting to believe that the market for AD might be less than what I initially thought. I am. Because, folks, you're talking about at this point a guy that might only sign long-term contracts for sure with two teams. And he's going into the last year of his contract. And why I think the Kawhi trade should show teams that, uh, yeah, hey, wake up and tell the flowers. If you have a guy of that caliber, take the risk and go out and get him whatever it takes. I don't think it is. Especially with what the Pelicans want for him. The Pelicans want... According to The Athletic as well, they want an all-star player. A. B. They want a young player with all-star potential. C. They want a first-round pick. And D. Oh, yeah. If that wasn't enough, they want another first-round pick on top of that. I love Anthony Davis. You will find no one else in this world that loves themselves some Anthony Davis more than me. But if they actually think they're going to get that in return, I think they're in for a rude awakening. I do. I, I, I don't see somebody giving that for Kevin Durant. And maybe I'm wrong. We'll find out here because I think this trade could happen relatively quickly. But the reality is if you want that in return for Anthony davis Pelican fans, you sound like one of those people who takes their cat on a walk. It just don't make no sense. It doesn't. It might be okay, but it doesn't sound right. And this doesn't sound right. I think this, with the Kevin Durant injury, is the new biggest domino to fall in the NBA. Because I think if you're talking about Anthony Davis in New York, I think Kyrie Irving's eyebrows raise. And I think if he goes out to the Lakers, that could be a fascinating situation as well. Needless to say, I think this is quietly going to develop relatively quickly here. And right, let's wrap things up here with this. The New York Knicks have the number three overall pick. That R.J. Barrett in for a workout yesterday, and he was asked, are you working out with any other teams? And here is his interesting answer. No, I do not. I won't be being with any other team. So, yeah, it's this and then the draft. So you expect Thanks. the Knicks to take you then? Hey, man, you know, if, the, that, if that ends up and I'm still there at three, yeah, for sure, I would love to for them to take me. And this was it, like, since Chicago, this has been the only workout. -hmm. Yeah, sure, you know, this is the place I want to be, so, you know, I hope they draft me. I keep trying to tell Knicks fans. I keep trying to tell you. I think you fell into the best, worst situation you've ever fallen into. There's clearly three guys in this draft that are superior of the rest. Zion, Ja, and then... R.J. Barrett, and you have fallen into a position where you are going to be able to take the last one available, which means you cannot get it wrong because you're not picking at two, and then therefore, oh, is it Ja or is it R.J., and then you have to decide, and if you get the wrong one, you'll look terrible. No, you're in a situation where you are clearly going to make the right pick. You, You can't mess it up. Maybe they can, but I don't think they can mess it up this bad, though they surprised me before. I think this should be their guy. I've said that before. I still think it should be their guy. He clearly wants to be there. He has family in the area, etc. And I'll also say this one more time. I do not think Zion Williamson is worse than R.J. Barrett. I don't think that. But I do think the gap and the differential between R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson is less than people think. I'll just say that. And on that note, that is the podcast later today, or earlier today, rather, by the time you're listening to this, already released on the YouTube channel, SportsNick and Nick, and sportsnick.com, the daily Sports with Nick show, and tomorrow, we'll probably know about the KD injury, so reaction to that, and a whole lot more on tomorrow's show and podcast. I'll catch you then.